I'm Cassie. And I'm Bridget. Welcome, Welcome to, to Chips, Chips and Beans, a punk rock podcast. Welcome to Chips and Beans, the third episode. Yeah, of this amazing punk rock podcast. Yeah, we're still here. So yeah. we would say, yeah, I know yeah. we're still here, still recording our ramblings. Yeah, very excited to yeah. record this month's ramblings. We're going to be talking about our uh, inspirations, uh, DIY punk heroes. Um, we're going to be talking about some books that we've been reading. We're going to talk about the gigs that we've got coming up. A bit about the tour I went on. La di da di da. But first of all, Cassie, you were telling me this story about this Guardian <laughs> article, and I feel like oh. I feel like the rest of the DIY punk community needs to hear the story. Yeah, I mean, it's not about music, but it is about women's sexuality, which. Uh, Obviously, it's not one and the same, but I guess a lot of music that we like touches on these themes of feminism and yeah. um, gender and so on. So, the wonderful Soph from the band Little Fists, who I think we've probably mentioned before, she's shared this Guardian, Guardian article um, on her Facebook earlier, which was basically, um, it's like a problem page where people write into like a relationship counsellor. And um, it was basically this man who had written in saying, my girlfriend asks me to shower every time we make love, like after every time we make love. Um, and now I know why. It's because she masturbates after we, we make love and I don't understand. Um, so basically his girlfriend had been, after they have sex, she was always saying like, now you need to go shower. And I guess he was kind of like, oh, why? Like, do I smell or whatever? Which, <laughs> I mean, I can understand if you want to have a cuddle, but actually your partner's like, get out, have a shower. Um, <laughs> like, um, but then he found out that, um, she was only asking him to shower because she wanted to masturbate afterwards. Now, his first reaction was that she's just insatiable. Like, she's just <laughs> like, I'm amazing. You know, he's like, I'm amazing in bed. And, you know, she still is going to masturbate afterwards. Like, she just can't be tamed, this woman. Which maybe she can't. I mean, what a legend. Um, <laughs> but, but um, like, I just couldn't believe it. I was so shocked. I was just like, yeah. I laughed my fucking head off I have to say yeah. I was just like you're actually writing in because <laughs> your girlfriend masturbates after you have sex like my first thought was like fucking talk to each other why don't you just ask her why are you writing into the guardian like yeah. seriously like if you are a grown adult person and you're engaging in consensual sexual relationships which oh, should always be consensual obviously um 
Like, I'm pretty sure that you could be like, hey, so uh, I realised that you're <laughs> masturbating after we have sex. Um, can we talk about this? Like, is there anything more that I can do to, like, satisfy you? Like, I want to make you come. Like, that was my kind of second thought was, like, you're obviously not making her come. Like, what yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. um, or, like, you think you are, but you're not. Or actually, like, like a lot of women... Um, are satisfied through multiple orgasms yeah. because like we are yeah. um and <clears throat> like yeah i was just kind of like talk to each other ask her why she's doing that and he seemed really offended like he seemed like i don't know why i'd, I'd be like, kind of like if uh, if my dad wrote a porno has taught us anything yeah. it's that <laughs> if you don't learn about these things you'll end up like Rocky Flintstone. Mm. Like someone who thinks that the, the clitoris is there to be grabbed. Yeah. You know, and the cervix is there to be pulled on. Oh my God, you that know? is making me and, pain. Uh, if you haven't that. listened to My Dad Wrote a Porno, I absolutely 100% definitely recommend yeah. it to everybody. It's extremely educational, mostly about how men think about women. Yeah, really. Yeah, and it's definitely educational of like how not to have sexual relationships yeah absolutely um and <laughs> yeah is how not to treat vaginas yeah and treat people with vaginas like yeah yeah um so yeah it was just the most bizarre thing ever you'd just be asking that question like am i even making you come and if i'm not how can i rectify that yeah. like what more can i do to make our sexual relationship pleasurable for you don't be bummed out just ask. He was obviously like thinking she's already come, and then he comes, and then he gets in the shower. Yeah. Least satisfying sexual relationship ever. Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, like it is a really like funny article, and yeah, so many people in the comments are like, I think you learn need to learn what to do with your tongue. I need. I think you. Need, <laughs> I think you need to like have a conversation. Get better at communication. You are in an adult relationship. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, I mean, it's kind of, you know, you should never read the comments. And yeah. I did. So there was a lot like that, which I was like, yay. And there was also a lot like, you know, she obviously has like a really high sex drive, which she might have, but it was kind of shaming. It was kind of like, yeah. you're obviously doing whatever you can. Many women just can't get enough and need more and more and more and more and more. And it was, it was like, that was a bad thing. Yeah. And it was like, I think so many times, like particularly women who understand their own sexuality and understand their desires and their needs yeah. are seen as insatiable, are seen as like... Oh, yeah. Free, promiscuous. Fluid, promiscuous, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, just thing. because you know what you want. Yeah. And are claiming it. Like, she, she obviously is like, hey, I need like eight more orgasms because I don't feel satisfied. <laughs> Like what's what's wrong with that? I mean, she should be communicating to him too. Yeah. She she probably shouldn't be like, can you go in the shower? Yeah. Like she should probably be like, I'm not done. Like, can we think about something else to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it's that whole thing of like, um, avoiding hurting the Dude's man's feelings. feelings. Yeah. Because I mean, if this yeah. is how he's gonna react. By like, writing to the Guardian. <laughs> by writing to the fucking Guardian about like, oh my god, my girlfriend can't come. It's like. Fucking house. Stop watching porn and read some fan fiction, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, or talk to your girlfriend. Or talk to your girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, that too. I mean, just all of the, all of, all of them are yeah. a good option. Yeah. But yeah, it was tough. such a weird and... I feel really party. sorry for the girlfriend. Yeah, I know, me too. Like, that poor person. Yeah. It just reminds me of all the really, A, the, the shit sexual relationships that I've had, but also the, the amount of stories that I have heard from my girlfriends of being like, oh, God... I'm just kind of going through the motions. This is terrible. He, I'm trying to me be really obvious that I haven't come, and he still doesn't notice. And like, goes rolls over and goes to sleep. And it's like people think that this is just like in movies when that happens. Yeah, but like, it's oh, no. real. The struggle is the real. The struggle is real. Struggle is real. Just talk to each other. Like I know sometimes these things are difficult, and you're embarrassed, and you're like don't know what to do and whatever and it's like especially if you haven't had many sexual partners which is fine it's fine yeah but like adult relationships are more you know more conversational (laughs) you know if there's something else you want me to do that's gonna make it fucking rad for you like just talk to me about it you know advice just top, yeah, I know. top, top <laughs> advice there. can you tell that i wanted to be a sexual therapist a sex therapist when i was like i can see that i yeah. really i feel like you're to... counseling me right now because mm. i am a bit of a, a prude yeah i know and it's really it is really difficult i was gonna say it's really hard but like part of that and it's very hard it's very hard very it's very hard. it's challenging no but part of that is because i've been in a relationship with the same person for seven years yeah and when we got together i was 23 and now I'm 30, mm. and I'm like, okay, so who am I now? Yeah. Who is this person? What kind of sex do I like? Who do I want to have sex with? I want to have sex with that person, but I have no idea what I'm doing, so I'm just going <laughs> to not have sex with that person, yeah. and then just run away and, and masturbate <laughs> with, a, with a sex toy that my ex-boyfriend of seven years <laughs> bought me for my birthday. <laughs> Yeah, that's where <laughs> okay. I'm at right now. So that's what's going next on with me. Payday. Yeah, oh, you yeah. have to go on a sex toy trip. Okay. Okay, and right. buy yourself something for you that you have purchased with your money. Okay. For your sexual organs, <laughs> counselor Cassie. Like I'm just saying because <laughs> Mika, this is turning into like a sex counseling show. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Which yeah. I could call totally, in with your yeah. sexual problems. <laughs> I mean, like I, there are a lot of punk bands that I like to listen to whilst having sex. That's the good segue into this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Happy International Women's Day! Woo! What bands do you like yeah. to fuck to? Yeah, I mean, we grow up in a, you know, in a society that is really prudish and really, yeah. like, um, especially for women, but I think for all people, um, it's kind of, like, just looked down upon if you're really open about your sexual desires, your sexual sexuality, yeah. um, your needs. Like, I don't want to die not having the most incredible, incredible sex. Like, I don't want to be on my deathbed just being like, I really <laughs> wish I'd tried that. Oh my God. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. in order for that to happen, I need to be really open and communicative yeah. um, about my needs um, and the needs of my partner. So why not so, do it in song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the dude in the Guardian, seriously. Yeah, come on, dude. Yeah. We're gonna write a punk song about you. Oh my yeah, hundred percent. I Guy in the Guardian, fuck off. <laughs> and the and we'll get everyone in on gang vocals. That'd be great. Yeah. 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 
Make a woman come. Oh, I really want to... <laughs> so, actually, that is a good... <laughs> so, there um, was... It's really kind of... Oh, I can't... I'll have to... We'll have to come back and tell you who makes them, but I can't remember. So, there's this amazing t-shirt that came out last year that was just a plain white t-shirt and in red, like, plain... It was almost like Times New Roman font. <laughs> um, in red, 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 coloured in red. And um, it just said, make a woman come for once. And it was, like, on the back of, like, lots of stuff happening in America around, like, women's reproductive rights and stuff like that. Cool. And, um, but they wouldn't ship to the UK unless, like, I bought, like, a batch of them. So if anyone wants to go in, and the shipping's quite expensive, obviously, but split between lots of people, if anyone wants to go in on one of these t-shirts, please let me know, because I really, I still want one. I look at them all the time. They're still selling them. They, um, they donate most of the proceedings to, like, women's reproductive rights charities in the US that fight, like, religious, yeah. um, <clears throat> groups who want to prevent women from acting access to reproductive health care and abortion care. So if anyone wants to go in on one of these damn t-shirts, I, I want to wear a t-shirt so that do. says make a woman come for once. Yeah. And, and I want to send one to the guy from The Guardian. <laughs> I want to send one to him and be like, Love here's, a here's a t-shirt for you, buddy. <laughs> but watch your mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want one and I think that Cassie will agree that if we ever do a live episode of Gypsy yeah. Beans, we'll wear them. Oh my God, I would 100%. I think I would wear it like every show I ever play, yeah. probably. Because yeah. I think... But it's basically, on their own, they're really expensive. On their own, it's like $25 and then another like $20 for shipping. Right. And it's just like really expensive. But split between lots of people. I think they were like, yeah, minimum of five or whatever. So if anyone wants to go in on this, let me know. Yes. Get yourself a Make a Woman Come For Once t-shirt. You can contact us on our Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> we still don't have an email address. Stop asking. No one's asking. I just made that up. <laughs> um, so we wanted to do um, a discussion around our DIY heroes because it's International Women's Day. And I'm writing a show at the moment about DIY women and all the ones that I found growing up and stuff and if you didn't know International Women's Day is the 8th of March every year don't email us or write to us asking when International Men's Day is because I don't give a fuck frankly I don't know it's late um, yeah. it's in November isn't it I don't care and yeah. it was just made by a bunch of men's rights activists every day is International Men's Day okay they are not an underrepresented group they are not a marginalised group that is why they don't deserve a day yeah so I'm just look I just wanted to put that out there yeah because that's my stance and I get really annoyed when people are like, when's White History Month? <laughs> when's Straight People History Month? When's Men's Rights International Men's Twat Day? Like, I literally, I'm done. I'm done. Sorry, I'm, I'm quite stressed no. today. Can you tell? Yeah, no. no. That's totally fine. Okay. I'm allowed to be totally stressed. <sighs> but yeah, also agree. Please don't send us those messages because... I'm the one that looks at them first, probably. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a poet, so... <laughs> you will end up in a Bridget Hart poem. And it won't be pretty. It won't. It won't. <laughs> it won't be pretty. Actually, that's... If people, if we do get shit, we can just, like, pile them all up into a book. And exactly. And use it as toilet paper. Exactly. I'm really into this idea. So anyway, on to a more positive note. We're going to talk about some of our heroes. So Cassie, you were mm. kind of on the fence. I found this really hard. Yeah. 
I did. I, d I genuinely found it hard because, I don't know, I was trying to think back to like my formative years <laughs> of <laughs> oh, like little, little punk Cassie, wee Cassie. And I think actually, I, and, and this is like a sign of the times, I guess, but you know, when I, I've, I felt, I went to my first punk show when I was about 12 at like my local venue and I went and saw Sponge and Cat Down <laughs> yes. and Whitmore, all oh those moon God, star bands. Yeah. Um, and, and Cat Down were from Milton Keynes, so it's like a good kind of local, but really good local um, scar scene. And then there just weren't any women, like they just weren't. No. There weren't any women on the stage. There were a few, like I had a few girlfriends and we would go to shows. But it was all about fitting in with the boys. It was about shedding your identity as a girl or a woman to fit in. Yeah. And like I, I do look back quite fondly on those times. Like other than the sexist bullshit. Like if I remove that, the fun I had at shows, how much it has impacted me as a musician, as um, you know, as a punk basically. Um, I, you know, I, I had a great time. But there weren't. I didn't look at the stage and see people. I didn't see myself reflected in those people at all. Um, so I found it really hard to think about people who I saw at that time. And the only kind of people that I could think of that I was kind of like really kind of in love with and like inspired by, I guess, especially when I was starting bands, were probably Brody Dahl from yeah. The Distillers because like she, you know, obviously we don't look alike, but actually as a like powerful front woman um unfortunately married to an asshole but you know yeah. like but like you know she was such or is such a strong front woman and i'm really hoping like the, the like distillers have recently reformed yes so i'm just like Joy waiting <laughs> waiting for the tour date <coughs> so i can like freak out yeah um and i, I agree um, yeah. but the thing that i think about brody is that I've got like a poem about her in, in my show. It's like mm. a letter to Brody, mm. But it's, you know, it's more of an apology letter because so many of us, every single woman of our generation that I talked to and that was into punk was into Brody, mm. And I feel like we all let her down mm. because at the time when she needed female solidarity, yeah, like when, you know, her and Tim split up and the yeah. distillers split up, like she needed us then. And I feel bad that we, yeah, that, that feminism wasn't as big as it is now because yeah. you know we could have could have done something you mm. know um but i'm really glad that they're back and that you know yeah. she's like persevering and stuff but yeah, yeah. it's gonna be amazing and like steph from big joni wrote, wrote this really really great article um about about Brody doll and how especially black punk women kind of like a lot of women idolise Brody really Dahl, but she clearly, like for a lot of black young girl yeah, punks, yeah. so it was kind of like, I will never look like that. Mm. Like I will never be like, me personally, I'll never be kind of like slim and white and like yeah. ghostly with her like sunken eyes and stuff. And yeah. um, so that's like a really good take on like um, the representation of punk women yeah. and how it was kind of this archetypal Brody Dahl type look. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of us, we will never kind of look like that. But, but I yeah. do think as an, in, like as a front woman, I really just loved the fact that, yeah, her voice, like mm. she was playing guitar, she was yeah. a fucking punk. Like, I love that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think in terms of representation though, like polystyrene, 
for yeah. me, <clears throat> like, you know, we could be sisters, although I'm much younger. But, you know, you know what I mean? In terms of, like, if I, you know, want to look... Every week, every podcast episode that we do, it's just going to be you being like, this person's my sister yeah. now. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I kind of, you know, if I'm looking around for inspirational punks who kind of look like me, yeah, polystyrene, yeah. like, she brown? <laughs> and, yeah, no, but I think, like, you know, clearly she was so influential mm. um as both as uh, both as a woman and as a brown person yeah. um and I, I i i definitely think that that impacted me as a young person and yeah. um i yeah i think that she is amazing but i think the reason i found this so hard is because i feel really lucky to be surrounded by people who I find really inspirational and who are super supportive and yeah. loads of my favourite bands are my friends' <coughs> bands and I'm surrounded by incredibly creative and supportive women and non-binary people and trans people who push me to learn and be better and be a better musician and be a better punk basically yeah. including you Bridget <laughs> so like I John. yeah so I feel just like really lucky to look around and see my heroes yeah I think and that's have be friends with my heroes like I genuinely am yeah. that's really cringy isn't it no but I'm no, like, no I think that's really good though because you know if age has taught us anything is that don't idolise people mm. because they'll Although you don't really know those people, you know. And yeah. so often the people that we have loved have massively disappointed us. All your faves like problematic. All of my favourite bands from like the early two thousands that have so much nostalgic feeling for me because of hanging out with Stacey. And I can't listen to any of them now because they're all sexist bullshit. Mm. You know, or just just ugh, just wank. <laughs> you know? Um but but that from that period of time there were like a couple of of good women that came out of that. Layla from Sonic Boom Six was the first uh the first woman that I saw on stage at a DIY show and the first brown woman as well. The person I picked for my DIY hero is Kelly Kemp. Woo Kelly Kelly Kemp We love Kelly. I love Kelly what Kemp babe. so much. Back until like two thousand two, two thousand three and I started going to shows. I didn't really know any of those people that were involved in the DIY scene in Southampton through bands or whatever, being friends with the people in the bands. I just kind of turned up one day and met all my friends in like the skate park in the summer holidays. And we were all like little goth kids, you know, <laughs> hanging out with the skater boys, you know, <laughs> taking drugs. Drugs aren't cool, people. No, no. But they were in 2002. Yeah. You missed the boat on the cool drugs thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and uh, I didn't really think about the fact that all the positions around me were filled with boys. You know, like boys on stage, boys at the skate park, you know, boys dominating conversation all the time. And um, I remember seeing No Comply for the first time at the joiners. I was just like completely mesmerised. And I was like, oh my God. She's screaming. She's screaming. <laughs> She's screaming. <laughs> because up until that point, it'd all been like Amy Lee, Evanescence, yeah. like, oh, you know, and like very like kind of pretty. And I guess that's yeah. why like Brody was so good as well because she was 
a bit gross. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, yeah, women can be gross and yeah. hard and have a voice that can do that. <laughs> Kelly Kemp. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just loved her from that moment on. I saw them before they split up at Reading Festival. That was amazing. Mm. I remember it so well. And then, yeah, to find out then, you know, since then that she's done like a solo thing. Um, she's in Dear Everyone. Yeah, which is beautiful. amazing. Boy, she's so, she's yeah. so talented. Yeah. And she, yeah. she really cares about people and the community and is not above talking to people mm. and stuff, which is really nice. Um, and yeah, so I've always, even though I didn't know Kelly in those days, but I know her now. But that's why she's still kind of a bit of a hero to me. Because I'm still that 15-year-old that's like, oh my god, it's Kelly Kemp. You're amazing, Scarband. <laughs> you know. But, I mean, out of all the Scarbands, they're still probably, like, the only one that I ever really listened mm. to. Because it's it's still great, and that's proof of a good band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. Love you, Kelly. Yes. You're great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a song by Kelly now. Yay. Yay. Yay, Kelly. Kelly. If I go to the sex shop, <laughs> the sex shop. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't even get it out. I'm like, come Giggling. on, so much. This is about your sexual happiness, Bridget. I know. I know Very like, important. I can't even buy condoms. Like, I'm so like, I can't. Like, my mum had to buy like all of my bras for me for years. 
I remember the first time I got thrush and uh, had to go get Canison <laughs> Duo. Oh my god! From Boots, and the man served me, and I ran away. Oh, Bridget! Because <laughs> I was so embarrassed, and my mum had to do it for but me. This is what was... society teaches you yeah. to be embarrassed of your body and embarrassed of your needs and like embarrassed of your own health. Like you know, there. Oh, what was that? Re oh, I can't remember the researchers been done about how little women know about their bodies and what the like what their sexual organs look like and all that kind of thing yeah. because they don't because we're never taught thoroughly about it it's internal so yeah like obviously not all women have vaginas but i'm talking about people with vaginas um yeah i just yeah it's just uh very frustrating and i've done the mirror thing yeah you know and i was like oh yeah, Bloody hell. I love that <laughs> my first ever dildo, um, me and I can't believe we're putting on some podcast. I think it's brilliant. I mean, I enjoy it. This is what punk women should talk about. Yeah. Um, me and so me and my best friend, who's still my best friend, um, Stacey, we went and bought our first dildos together, and we were in Ann Summers because we were both a bit kind of nervous, and we went to Ann Summers and we were wandering around, and then we got to the till and we realised we'd pick the same one. <laughs> This is why she's my best friend. I still have that dildo, by the way. It still works. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, it was just, like, the most not non-like complicated. I do... Uh, rabbits scare me. Rampant rabbits do actually scare me a little bit. They look a bit like they a futuristic terrifying. salad tosser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. They are a bit scary. I'm like, some I'm sex not... toys are a bit scary. Yeah, I'm unsure, to be honest. Yeah, I'll go with you. Okay, I don't mind. I'll, I'll happily go on a sex toy shop with anyone. <laughs> okay, maybe not a stranger. All right, yeah, but not, like, I don't want not, people not, like no. messaging us on Facebook, being like, "Cassie, can you accompany me to the sex shop?" Um, <laughs> just the sex shop. The, the sex shop. Like not one in particular. Just the no, sex shop. Because that would be kind of weird. Yeah. I've, or, what I've never done though is go in one of those adult shops with the blanked out windows. I would really like to. Oh, I used to do that when I was younger. Yeah, like, I've never actually been one in that... one. I've been, like, hovering outside before. Yeah, we did it loads when we were teenagers. I think, <laughs> I think I'm think i scared that there's going to be loads of wanking men in there. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I know like that's a probably strong not. possibility. <laughs> really? Okay. No, no, no. See, no but again, I this is, think, like, I have, like, a really, there. like, I don't like men. But I, yeah. but I like men at the same time. I'm like, yeah. this is really like tricky place like them, where I'm like, but I, I don't them. trust you as far as I can fucking throw you. But I also have needs yeah. and you fulfill those needs and I hate you for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tricky. Know? Yeah. Like but I have I mean... a, a friend who's like, I'm, I wish I was gay. I wish mm. that I wasn't straight because... I hate men so much. Yeah. But I need them. <laughs> but I so want much. to shag them. Damn it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a dilemma. Yeah. But a lot of us face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tricky. But, you know, I think regardless of your relationship status. Yeah. Um, getting to know your body and your needs and what feels good yeah. is like, that preempts really good sexual relationships. Yeah. Because you enter into that relationship 
confident about what you need and confident about like what feels good and you can be like do you know what did this thing on myself the other day it was fucking amazing let's do that and then they're (laughs) like oh my god yay you're telling me what to do and now I'm not so terrified because you can guarantee either they're overconfident and it's a total lie or they're in their own minds being like fuck fuck I don't know what this person likes I'm terrified um and that I'm gonna get it wrong and if you can be like directive and be like this one I like damn it Uh, (laughs) then you know it's helpful always round I love how this has turned into a sex show yeah this is a sex therapy show this was not intended I did not write this down as a note sex therapy for punks yeah okay we should have like a segment like every month that yeah you know so if you have any sexual questions burning sexual questions then you can uh, message us on Facebook or message Cassie on Facebook yeah through our podcast page yeah um, with I'll any sex questions and we'll keep it anonymous obviously. yeah we, we will we'll keep it anonymous yeah. this is why um, we should get maybe like a a page thing this is an admin conversation which I yeah. <laughs> um yeah my other um sorry I'm, I'm driving it away from sex yeah it's fine that much of a prude I'm like so anyway <laughs> let's not talk about that anymore uh also wanted to briefly mention Viv Alpatine. Oh yeah, as yeah, someone yeah, yeah. who I uh, look up to. And no, <laughs> I would really like to have sex with Viv Alpatine. That is the Total truth. Babe. I really hope that Viv Alpatine doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> what did? Oh my god. Anyway, anyway, uh, <clears throat> she actually did like my tweet the other day about being excited about her new book. Oh, that's so nice. That's <laughs> you know. She's a minor celebrity. That's but really cool. Major in my heart. You know? It's fine. I got really excited because it was World Book Day last week. Yeah. Last year on World Book Day, there was a whole thing on Twitter um, about like adults tweeting their favourite like authors from when they were a kid. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I tweeted about Jacqueline Wilson. Oh, and yeah. she tweeted me back and I was like, ah! Uh, so anyway, back Tell to the, us. Yeah, I know. I was really emotional about it. It was really cool. Um, and I was saying how she'd influenced me and like. Uh, her books were amazing and still are and I think really uh, representative of what it's like yeah. to grow up um, as, as a, a young girl and stuff so um, oh. I thought it was great anyway back to Viv Albertine really, yeah uh, oh yeah so Viv Albertine has a book it's a biography that she's written that's you know 2014 I think she's about four years old now it's uh, oh, I can't remember which order it goes in I think it's Closed Music Boys mm I think. I don't know. I can't remember. It's those three Music words in boys. an order. Music close boys. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Anyway. I'm not sure. Uh, despite the fact I can't remember the name of the book, I it's one of my favourite books of all time. It's amazing. It's like all about her growing up in the 70s and the 80s in London, part of being part of, you know, squat scenes there and being friends with Sid Vicious and like seeing a side of Sid Vicious that like, is not ever portrayed of him in popular culture or whatever, you know? A very, like, kind of troubled boy and who wasn't this person that mm. he became. Um, and, like, yeah, talking about how she used to go to the shop in London and, like, Viv, um, Vivian Westwood were there and, like, hanging out with Vivian Westwood and stuff. And just, like... I'm a history nerd, and I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. So cool. I used to often think about what it would be like if we were punks then yeah you know what I mean yeah because obviously punk as a movement has changed so much um 
and actually I think at like the Vivian Westwood shop and all that kind of thing in Camden and like the the punk scene like enabled women to really express themselves yeah. as punks yeah. and really like start driving a lot of the culture yeah. through like fashion and makeup and like all that kind of stuff yeah. not just that clearly being in bands and, and going to shows and all that kind of thing yeah. um, but I think <clears throat> it, it definitely gave women like an in if you, yeah. if you like that, yeah. that enabled them to have some agency and like kind of stake have a have a claim on on parts of the punk scene yeah um which i just yeah i think it's really cool what if we were punks in like 1979 <gasps> what if we were polystyrene and oh my, oh my god oh my god <laughs> halloween halloween man oh god, we should yeah. we should go to polystyrene should. and yeah. Yeah, yeah yes yeah cool nice one. Oh. Oh. do you know who also i forgot to mention who I actually mentioned in the last episode, oh. but I will mention again, is Rachel from Shopping. Oh, yeah. Who, again, I just, like I said in the last episode, I just think representation is important. Yeah. And to see yourself sort of partially mirrored on stage and to be able to see someone who's extremely talented and just amazing at what they do and, like, just to see that representation in action is really important. So yeah. that's that's all I was going to say about that. Oh. But Rachel from Shopping is... Yeah. Fan bloody tastic. Fan dabby dozy. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of fantastic people on stage, Cassie. Ah! Fight Rosa Fights last shows this oh, weekend. Oh, I know. Yeah. Sad. For those yeah. of you don't, who don't know, but I'm sure you actually all do know, Fight Rosa Fight are splitting up. Boo. And the DIY punk world has been rocked. <laughs> <laughs> we came. And rolled. We rocked. We rolled. <laughs> we're saying goodbye now yeah but that's i think like you know it's evolution we've all grown loads it's been an amazing four years i never thought that we were gonna make records and we were gonna tour and we were gonna play lots of shows and it's been amazing um it's just a good time to call it a day there's been yeah. no falling out we're just all moving in different directions <coughs> and it's a good time to do that so, am I allowed to plug the shows? Yeah, plug the shows. <laughs> plug the shows. So, Sunday, the 11th of March, we're playing two shows in one day. Yeah. We're playing uh, a matinee from 1.30pm in Cheltenham um, at a venue called Smoky Joe's, which is just off the high street. Um, accessible venue, children welcome. Uh, it's going to be a fun like afternoon of punk, basically, yeah. supported by a great band also from Cheltenham called Bast, and our pals um, Sugar Rush, who are from London. Yay! Uh, I've yay. never seen them before. I know. And excited. then, yeah, in the evening on Sunday, we are playing our very last show in Bristol um, at Hydra Books in Old Market from 7, from 7.30, I think. Um also supported by Sugar Rush. Yeah. And our very own Bridget is gonna perform some poems. I'm really excited. Um, which I'm really yeah, I'm so glad you could do it. Yeah. Um and Alex from Honeypot is also gonna play. Yeah. I believe, as I, I was know. told earlier on. Sweet. Um so yeah, we were really keen that it was all <coughs> kind of like non cis men line up. Yeah. Like it was important to us um, to do that as our last show. So, yeah, if you can come on down, it's going to be fun. Uh, the Bristol show is 
donations and uh, we're donating as much as we can to the Solidarity Not Silence campaign that I think we've mentioned before. Yes, that's still going on as well. Yep. Um, so we're, we're doing that, which is super important. Yes. So yeah, I'm excited. Nice. New things and new stuff. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. It's going to be... It's gonna be sad if anyone wants to come hold my hand while I cry. I will. Thanks. I'll probably have a little cry. Yeah. I'll probably have a little cry. Yeah. I think that's all right. Yeah. That's it's gonna be fine. really nice to play our last show with like our friends and people that we are inspired by yeah. and uh, who we have played shows with before and we love a lot. Cool. And I'm I'm really excited because I've got some new poems. And some of them are from my new show, which I'm going to try out. Yeah. At the thing. Yeah. And I might even do the Brody one. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 That would be really good. Um, but yeah, that that's going to be a really nice show. Yeah. I'm going to be... Am I a mosh? I was what one thing I was going to ask you is: Am I allowed to put in a poem request? <gasps> yes. You might not want to do it. What? But I was going to request "Let Loose Lucy." Oh yeah, I, can I know do it's that. old I can do now, that. Yeah. but. Yeah, I'll do it's it. Yeah, it's my favourite. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> for old times' sake. For old times. It's, and it's one of really old poems now, but I yeah. personally love it. Um, I was also thinking about the fact that today is International Women's Day, and you and I met at the International Women's Day Holy shit. house show at Asbury Castle. Oh my god. Like in 2014, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Four years ago? Yeah. 13? No. No, 14. It, it, 14 because yeah. it was Fight Rosa Fights, like one of our first shows. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And we met there. Yeah, because it well, it was it was after International Women's Day, wasn't it? It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. a few months down so the line. Like, but Beverly they... Kills played. Yeah, and um, there were a couple of other people there yeah, that were playing, I and then we had like a big pop disco afterwards. We did. We got really and, uh, drunk. Sihar and I yeah. got so drunk, and then I had to get up and go on tour the next day. <laughs> <laughs> In York. Nice. <laughs> I think that was one of our first London shows. Oh. And yeah, I met so many people there. Yeah. That I'm now still, I'm still friends with. Yeah. The spirit of punk community. Yeah. And that was really, yeah, that was such an amazing show. I miss house shows at Asbury Castle. I miss house shows. Yeah, in yeah. In general. Yeah, I miss house shows. Who's putting on house shows yeah. in Bristol? Let us know. We want house shows. Is anyone putting on house shows? House shows. If Ooh. not, let's start putting on house shows again. Yeah. Who's got a house we can put on house shows at? I mean, that's my aim for yeah. getting a house where we can put house shows on. House shows! Um, but, I mean, the housing market. Let's not go into that. <laughs> Let's not discuss that. Okay, yeah. well, we're going to play a Fight Rose of Fight song now. Oh my god! Cassie, which song would you like us to play? I think... Oh my god, this is really hard. I think we should play This Scene, This Scene, which I wrote about the punk scene and being a brown punk.
no one has yet messaged us about my call out for <coughs> my query from last time, my last, the last episode, where I was asking about getting changed. If you're if you're a woman um, in a band with dudes, yeah, like how the dudes feel about you getting changed in front of them and stuff. Like because I don't feel awkward, but if the dudes in your band, especially if they have girlfriends. Like, do they feel awkward? Because it's like, you have to go and find a different... Everyone's getting changed in the morning. And it's like, do I have to leave? Should they leave? Is it okay? Can I just get changed in here? Like, yeah. do people feel awkward? I mean, the obvious answer is, ask the people in your band how they feel about it. I could just do that. But yeah, just... but, but then it's nice to know how other people deal with that, that kind of yeah. thing as well. Yeah. And we don't ask these questions because... We, you know, want to be rhetorical. Get in touch. Let us know. Yeah. We want to know about these trivial things that maybe only Cassie and I think about. <laughs> but if you think about it too, yeah. let us know that yeah. and also your sex questions. Yeah. Um, don't ask me any questions. Can I just say I am not, <laughs> I'm not a qualified sex therapist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're that's not, a disclaimer. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just, yeah. it's just my thoughts. DIY, isn't it? It's, yeah, <laughs> DIY, you know, that's always, yeah, that's my approach to masturbation, obviously. Yeah. DIY. Don't worry, I'll put the, the in the text bottom of the episode description that you are not a sex therapist. Yeah, I'm therapist. not a sex therapist. Just uh, a sex friend, uh, if you will. A, does that make it sound like I'm having sex with everyone? No, a sex friend is uh, someone you talk to about sex. Okay, fine, I'll be sex a sex friend. friend. Sex friend. <laughs> okay. I mean, if it means something different, someone that we know. <laughs> Prude Bridget doesn't really understand. <laughs> but if you're like me and, you know, you're in this weird place where you're like, well, I like having sex, but I'm also very reserved about talking about sex things, then that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's totally fine. No one's saying that being a prude is, yeah. I hate the word prude anyway. Yeah. I have a friend who's asexual and they were saying to me like probably about a year ago when they were kind of starting to identify as asexual because they were kind of understanding what that meant for them. Yeah. And it was great because they finally had something to call what they were feeling. Yeah. And they were kind of saying like, you know, we live, we live in a world which either calls people prudes or pressurises people to be overly sexual and if yeah. you're not overly <laughs> sexual and talk about sex all the time then you're a freak and like and I completely think there's like there's there's nothing wrong with either not being sexual or being super super sexual like there's or anything in between it's yeah. fine as long as it's safe and consensual and you're doing the things that you want to do yeah. or not doing what the you know those things then that's fine that's absolutely fine I just think there should be space for all of those things. Yeah. And space for you to feel comfortable to talk about the things that you want, the things that you desire and need, or the things that aren't going so well, things you would like to change. Yeah. Like, I think communication around all of this stuff is really important. Like, I'm not suggesting that I go into relationships and sit people down and be like, right, take notes. This is what I want. <laughs> Get your pen out. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just put that idea on. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I I just love how this has become a sex show now. Yeah, I, well, how have we got back to this? I don't know, but every single time it's like so sex back to sex. Yeah. But I think that's good because I think that you know, yeah. sex is a good thing to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I and also like it's good to talk about 
uh, like with your friends who you are not having sex with and like have like reassuring each other and yeah. being like maybe you should approach things like this or sharing like experiences yeah. or offering to take a girl sex toy shopping which yeah. is you know I think Happy one of the nicest that. things you can do <laughs> <laughs> that's okay uh, me and my pal Helen were talking about this uh, yesterday or Sunday um, and we were saying how we have this idealised dream of like living in like queer feminist communes where we grow our own veggies and like everyone supports each other but also it's also the biggest nightmare ever because no one will do the washing up and like you know yeah. everyone's an asshole and no one like there's going to be people who don't pull their weight and like all yeah. that kind of stuff but in my idealised version we all sit around and talk about like the sex we're having. We all each other give each other support and tips on blowjobs. I don't know. Like in my idealized mind. I've just gone red again, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have. Shut up! Oh my god, she said penis. Oh my god. Um, um yeah, and in my idealized mind, we live in this beautiful like DIY punk community we put on shows yeah. we put on house shows we take in people who need like shelter and we all pull our own weight and we grow veggies and c- have communal cooking yeah. and everyone takes their turn to do the washing up and to make lentil soup or whatever it is yeah. and then we have house like sex therapy sessions that but that's lovely. yeah but it's not a reality is it it's no. not no. So this is all in my dream. No, oh, that's a really beautiful dream. Thanks. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Were we going to talk about your tour? Oh yeah. So briefly, <laughs> in between all the sex that I've not been having, uh, I went on tour. Woo! With Agnes Torek, who is a Swedish poet, um, to promote her new book. I think we we talked about it last time. Didn't yeah. We? we need to talk. Um, the tour was. Awesome! Um, we did Waterstones in Oxford. Ooh. Super posh. Bougie. In the cafe that was opened by Philip Pullman. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Dashing. Uh, <laughs> my mum was there. That was hilarious. I know that some of our fans really like uh, Philip Pullman. Just saying. Oh, yeah. A couple of <laughs> so them really do. I know I know that, that some people listening to this will be very excited yeah. that you performed in the cafe opened by Derek Pullman. Uh, Philip Pullman. Derek. Not Derek. I don't know who <laughs> Derek evil is. twin, Derek I Pullman. I don't know who Derek Pullman is. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, I went to Norwich to see Sarah and Bobble and mm. I got a tattoo. Yeah. Um, by Emma Saylor, who works at Factotum in Norwich. Um, she specialises in floral and birds and, like, very delicate pieces uh, her Instagram is uh, Emma Makes Tattoos. Um, she is amazing. If you're looking for something of that style, I totally recommend her. She's really, really nice. Um, and then went to Edinburgh to do the Audacious Women's Festival, mm. which was really cool. We did it in um, Edinburgh Central Library, which is amazing. So, so amazing. You know, like the kind of bookshelves that have, like, the top layer, and then you have to get the ladder that swings yeah, around. Yeah. Like, one of those, like, Bell's library kind of thing. It's great. Um, and it was next door to the cafe that J.K. Rowling wrote, The Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. So that was really exciting as well. I was like, ah, I'm legit. <laughs> <laughs> you were always legit. Thanks, pal. Uh, that was really nice. And then we went to London to do That's What She Said, 
um, uh, which is run by a kind of literary company called For Book's Sake, who run like uh, weekly, uh, weekly um, weekend retreats called Write Like a Girl, which is all about promoting female writers um, and getting their work a bit more out there. So that's what she said is their regular London night that they do. Um, so yeah, I mean, Agnes did that and um, it was just snowing so much. And we were like, there's going to be no one there. There'll be no one there. And it was packed. And it was just like majority women in the audience. And it was packed. And it was amazing. And I was hilarious. <laughs> you know, I, I went for more of a comedic tone than I usually would have. And it went down really, really well. Amazing. It was, it was <laughs> very, very good. So I feel like I learned something. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that's going to influence yeah, I like, think how so. you perform? Yeah, because I, I, I like the way I perform. But sometimes that I did um, in London... I would have normally done with a more of a serious tone, but putting a, a comical edge on it, like a humorous take on it, has actually uh, actually worked really well. So, yeah, I might switch things up a bit. <laughs> Be funny. You are pretty funny. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You are. Well, I think you're pretty funny. Thanks. We, because you and I went to Agnes's Bristol date. Yeah, that yeah. you weren't doing yeah. before, you, before you joined the tour. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was bloody great. I thought the whole night was really great. Um, there were some poets better than others, diplomatic, um, but particularly Agnes was amazing. The woman who won the Glastonbury Slam. Oh, Jackie Juno. Jackie Juno, um, was hilarious. Yeah, really funny. Wow, she is so funny. One takeaway that I took away from (laughs) from that night was, um, particularly including Jackie, there were two women who were quite a lot older than everyone else and it was Mm. really nice to see that kind of like uh, age representation yeah and because there was a one lady who did the slam and jackie juno who were probably in their 50s i guess yeah yeah, that's a guess um but it was really nice to see that it wasn't just like a sort of like younger person crowd yeah um which was really nice i think yeah yeah, um, and Jackie was amazing, and also a trans person won the slam, like, yeah. and that was really, and, and they have, a, they were able to promote their show about being trans, which yeah. I definitely was interested in going to see, and um, yeah, it was just nice. Yeah, it was nice to see the poetry world doing yeah. doing it, you know, doing it, doing it, for working it. Yeah, they're really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, Milk is also a really great night anyway because of the way that Malika runs it. Because she's... Oh my god, she was amazing. <laughs> I love her. I'm in love with her. I might be in love with her. Okay. Malika, if you're listening, <laughs> get in I, touch. Yeah, she was hilarious, is hilarious. Yeah. Um. Again, representation. Because yeah. when we first got there, you were like, that's another person you could be assisted with. <laughs> um, we do look a bit alike. Um. And yeah, it was just, she's a great compare. Yeah, really great. And yeah. really good... Ex- explaining slam rules and she's yeah. very funny and the way that she does the slam there is really good like most slams it's like you pick audience members to be judges mm. and they hold up a score at the end of every performance whereas mm. this is much fairer in a way it's a blind vote isn't it yeah. you have to close your eyes yeah. so unless there's someone there that's bought along like an army of friends like I think it's a pretty fair way of doing it yeah um and most of the people in that room are all friends with each other anyway, so mm. it's sort of, you know, I think in some ways much fairer way to do it like that, because if you're getting the same people along every time, then it's, you know, 
it, it takes away that that pressure of mm. of voting for certain people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So milk's great. I love milk. If you're in Bristol and you want to go see some good kind of like poetry with bit, I think it's definitely got a DIY ethic about it. Absolutely. Um, I would definitely recommend milk. It was my first milk. Uh, it was my first milk yeah and I really enjoyed it so I'll be looking out for what they're doing in the future yeah I'm really excited about that yeah sounds really good good Um, so have you got any worst witch gigs coming up soon so end of the month we're doing a few dates yeah Um, so we have just kind of finalised our record we're really happy with it and um by the time it, this goes out, it should be up on Bandcamp, actually. So, worstwitch.bandcamp.com. I think it's worstwitchpunks, actually, with okay. an X. Uh, worstwitchpunks.bandcamp.com for our new record. Nice. And we're going to do some tapes. And then we're playing Fishstock on the 31st yeah. of March. Our pal Fishstock. Fish. <laughs> our pal Fishlock. <laughs> Start again. Our pal Fishlock uh, is going to be doing his Aldea Fishstock. Um, So we're playing that. We're playing Newport on the 2nd of April, I think. Nice. Trying to sort out some other shows as well. So if you want to put on some queer vegan hardcore, let us know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah, So I'm just excited to play shows and get the record out, really. Yeah. Yay. Woo woo. And also, I really want to front a hardcore band. So, like, I think Bridget's going to play bass. Woo! Yes! But, like, if anyone wants to, like, also be in this band... Yeah. I want to front some, like, queer hardcore band. I might wear a leotard. Oh, my God. <laughs> to oh front my God. it. Like, I don't, I don't know Please. why. I've got this thing in my head of, like, wearing <laughs> super femme makeup and wearing brightly coloured leotards, but being really aggressive. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know where this has come from. I'm really in love with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is my plan. If you want to see this happen and you can play drums and guitar, yeah. and all guitar, and you want to join our hardcore band, then please do. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. That would be great. Yeah. Well, What are you reading right now? Oh, uh, I have just finished reading Alias Grace by Margaret Atwood. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Awesome. I don't know why I was like, oh no, I shouldn't swear, whatever. It's our fucking podcast. Fucking podcast! Um, Yeah, so Alias Grace, Mm -hmm. really good. Not as good as I thought it was going to be, though. Mm. Like, because it's by Margaret Atwood and you're like, everything by Margaret Atwood. Yeah, my expectations of Margaret Atwood are extremely high. Mm. And um, I've really loved everything else I've read by her and this wasn't, like... It's not her best. It's good, though. Yeah. But also I think it's, you know, because I did like Victorian literature and stuff when I was at uni, I'm kind of over the Victorian literature thing now. Yeah. Like, I don't really, not really interested in, no, in, in stuff no, like that. It's just, no. uh, but it, it is a really good book because it is, you know, it's it's a modern Victorian novel mm-hmm. in the sense that it has modern values in it and, you know, recognises things like women's sexuality and the blatant misogynist, misogynism and just patriarchy of it all mm. which is really good um but yeah but i might try and watch the netflix series of it as well and yeah. see what that's like yeah, yeah what are you reading i'm still sludging through the sexual politics and me oh yeah and i have moderately given <clears throat> up oh so my pal vicky recently finished it too and wants me to finish it so we can talk about it right okay. um but she, 
I, I think that she found it a bit problematic. Um, so I'm kind of in and out of that at the moment. Mm. Um, but I have started reading The Power by Naomi Alderman. Oh, and nice. I think so many people I know have either read it or are reading it right now. No spoilers, please. Um, yeah, which is basically flipping patriarchal power on its head. So basically in this world, women have all the power. Yeah. And I think... Uh, they can also, they basically can electrocute men at will, basically. <laughs> so so basically they have all the political, financial and social power, as well as being yeah. able to just nice. electrocute men. So, um, and so it basically, yeah, flips, flips um, power structures and hierarchies on its head in yeah. this a fictional world and cool. what that means yeah. um, for gender. And so, cool. yeah, so I've just started that. So I'm excited about that. Nice. Um, what... Music you listen to right now? Uh, the new uh, Camp Cope. Oh yeah, I've heard it's great. It's great. Uh, right. Oh, Full no. disclosure. Oh no. Full disclosure. Oh, no. I found their previous stuff really boring. Oh. But so many people have been like, "This record, it's great. Is great. It's the great. It's got the energy. It's yeah. got energy. I. It's great. Could not get into their previous record. Yeah, I mean, I liked it, but then I didn't find it that relatable. Mm. But then, like, their lyrics are very beautiful, mm. I think. And that's what gets me, is people mm. that have invented beautiful lyrics. Yeah. And they definitely have that as a band, and I think that's, like, a good... That's an important quality for me in a yeah. band. The lyrics have to be good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. I'm listening to the new... Interchange... Like, my <laughs> basically... Uh, my taste in music is a bit odd in that, like, genre-wise, I, like, just skip across loads of things all the time. Yeah. So I'm listening to <coughs> the new Happy Accidents record yeah. uh, quite a lot at the moment. And they played in Bristol uh, on the 28th, last week, 28th February. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was bloody great. Bloody, bloody great. Um, with, uh, who did they play with? The Winter Passing and Milk Crimes and Wone Owls. It was really, really great. Um, so I'm listening to that. I'm also listening to I I when the new Onsind album came out I listened to it like mm. from dawn till dusk every day um, and then I haven't listened to it for about a month and I've just recently listened <coughs> to it and it's just really heart wrenching and beautiful and wonderful and they're just wonderful humans and on the complete flip side I'm listening a lot to Employed to Serve who are female fronted metalcore hardcore type band Core. so heavy. Core. so 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 heavy and they're uh um and it's bloody great basically and justine their vocalist is just amazing cool. definitely inspired by her should have mentioned her but <laughs> yeah justine from employed to serve oh my god Sweet. and talking about female vocalists upcoming gig that i'm really excited about yeah I'm really excited to see rollo tomasi oh, in yeah. april yeah yeah, yeah. really excited about that i'll share that on it's our facebook page fun. today yeah and that, that'll be really good. Oh. And um, Rat Boys, who are from the US, oh. are coming back um, to the UK okay. in April, I think. Uh, oh, brilliant. Maybe. Brilliant. Go and see Rat Boys and Rose Massey, I would say. Yes, and go and see Poisoner's Cunt uh, at the Chelsea on the 6th of April. I can't mm -hmm. go because I'm on tour. Devastating. But they are fucking amazing. And if you're all about female sexuality and body body positivity then you should definitely go and see them also if you like really dirty hard crust yeah 
that's another reason why you should go see them. Do you know what the problem is, though? What? Is that that's the same date as the Rose Massey show. Oh, no! Because I would like to go to both. Because oh. I love female-fronted, yeah. female sexuality Rubbish. Um, fine. fine. So, well, so choose between two heavy bands, I guess. Yeah. One with more electronics than the other. And one with more tits. Yeah. As in, out. Yeah. Probably. The, yeah. Business yeah. can't. Yeah. Enjoy. Definitely. Um, cool. Cool. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. We'll uh, catch you next time. I have a wonderful International Women's Day. Yeah. And uh, do get in touch with us um, if you would like to recommend a band or a song that we should check out or you'd like to answer one of our many bizarre questions that we put to people on this episode. Um, thanks again for listening. Support women writers. Support the women in your life and yeah. beyond. Support women musicians. Share their stuff online. Be supportive. Do the work. Yeah. Share their shit. Go to their shows. Put on bands on your female bands on your lineup or non cis men fronted yeah. bands uh, in your, on your lineups. Um, and have a great International Women's Day. Take care. Bye. Bye.